Hello once again, everybody. This is the Common Sense American coming at you for another week. And uh, before I really get started, let me tease next week. Uh, I will be speaking to the founders of a new platform called Civil Talk, um, which the title sounds like an awfully good one to me. I've been talking about uh, the importance of being able to speak to each other and the uh, erosion of common decency in the society for a long time. So uh, I think it fits quite well in with my show and I think that'll be an interesting talk and probably a platform that uh, you, you'd be interested in especially if you like my podcast. Uh, I do not uh, do any explicit content and I don't ask you for private information and I try not to entertain wild uh, conspiracy theories. I, I really do just try to look at the facts, uh, many of which we do not get from the mainstream media these days. Um, and, and you know, so of course because of that uh, I would probably be denounced uh, on social media just because, you know, I'm not a doctor and I'm not an authority. So, of course, I couldn't possibly know what I'm talking about. And the common man just needs to be, you know, he's an idiot, needs to be led around by the nose. Um, but instead of going, uh, I've been doing either uh, pandemic or society or political, obviously, uh, in the past few weeks. But this week, on the cusp of Halloween, I thought... Um, I would like to play off of a, a uh, podcast I did, I believe it was last year, could have been earlier this year, I think it was last year, when um, you know we, we saw such a spike in violence uh, across the country, uh, such a spike in shootings as well, and at schools, shockingly enough, uh, just they just started to go insane, started to go everywhere, and we're still seeing it. We're seeing more shootings, we're seeing more violence, we're seeing more hostile behavior. And there's any number of causes. There's never just one. Uh, you're looking at uh, the defund the police movement, which has not helped. Um, civil unrest is always going to cause problems. Uh, a society that is generally unhappy, and we are, statistically speaking, uh, you're going to see a lot of, a lot of this sort of thing. Um, but in that podcast, what I had said was, you know, one of the main reasons for this is honestly our entertainment and uh, just how far out of control it's gotten and just how jaded the country has become and just how uh, important we it is to look at um, our entertainment and understand the impact it can have on a society. Now, many people, uh, especially the experts, will tell you that, well, okay, there's a reason we have ratings on entertainment products. There's a reason that we rate our movies and our video games and our music. Uh, I remember. I still remember when I was in, I believe it was high school or college, I think it was high school, uh, when they finally put that um, parental advisory warning on uh, certain music albums, of course, specifically calling out m much of the gangster rap at the time, and they probably should have done that because those were disgusting lyrics. And as kids, teenagers, we didn't really understand that. Um, but that's the kind of thing that I... I've actually always supported, I've always believed that there should be ratings, that those are there for a purpose, and that uh, allowing a child to ingest this this kind of entertainment, uh, especially when it comes to images, like in movies and television shows and things of that nature, that that's just borderline child abuse. And 
the argument, oh, my kid is more mature than other, that never held any water. And psychologists will tell you that that's true, that that's when they're in developmental stages, they're, they're sort of like sponges, they sop everything up, and it is not a good idea to be showing this kind of stuff to them. We have many, many studies scientifically proven that it is a bad idea, that among other things, it, uh, you know, when they grow up, it creates... Um, and they don't like authority figures. They tend to push back with violence. They tend to use violence to resolve uh, issues as opposed to uh, talking. And we see the start in children when they're showed these images. They're just more likely to act out in that way. And nobody should be surprised about that. I think what might surprise people, however, is the concept that this is also having an impact on fully developed adults. And, you know, you watch, I, you know, I... Every once in a while, especially around this time of year, they'll preview movies on TV that are horror and Halloween stuff. And um, the thing is, you can't get away from it. Uh, the Internet being the, 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 the most guilty party of this, there's nothing you can do. If, you, if people wanted to see the most awful imagery that humans have ever managed to come up with and put in front of other humans, they can do it. And there's nothing to stop anybody. Um, and I guess they've just decided that because that's the case, we're just going to cram it down your throat on, on television in front of the screen too. Uh, they rate these movies. They rate them as R, obviously. And yet in the previews, the, the, the preview itself should be R. And they allow that to be splashed all over the screen in a commercial in the middle of a, of a regular, you know, family show or, 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 or a reality show that's not that bad, like a cooking show or something. Here it is. And it just shows up. And the fact that that's not rated, the fact that that apparently doesn't have to go through any sort of uh, advisory panel or something before it gets up there is has started to result in these things. You know, I've seen commercials endlessly for the past few years for things like The Walking Dead. And there, there is so much gore and disgusting crap that is splashed all over the screen in those previews that, first of all, you can't tell me that kids aren't seeing that on a daily basis because, of course, they are. It's on every major channel. It's on every channel that every, any, any normal household would have access to. They're on all the time. Uh, and, it, and around Halloween, it gets even worse, of course, because they, you know, they have even more intensely gory things that go up there. And, you know, it's indicative of the society in decline when... We've known Hollywood has been in decline for a long time. Uh, they, they just have. It's painfully obvious. They are, um, the quality of, of is just in the gutter and, and has been for some time. Um, but when it comes to like the cer certain genres, like the horror genre, they don't. there's no brain left. There's no intelligence left. They only know how to throw gore at you, and the more gore, the better. Um, they don't know how to do anything to actually frighten you. Uh, the masters of suspense and horror and scary stories in, in human history from Hitchcock to performers like Vincent Price and guys like that. And it can be very campy, of course. But they knew that true fear resides mostly in the mind. And that's what they played upon. That's what they preyed upon. And it worked out extremely well. They did virtually bloodless films, virtually no violence at all. And they could really still terrify you and get a big emotional response out of you. And certainly more then because the society was less jaded. And by the way, that was a good thing. Um, the fact that we can't get any sort of emotional response. The reason they're throwing more gore at everybody all the time is because we become so used to it and so... Um, 
uh, jaded that it takes more and more and more gore to get any sort of rise out of anybody. More shocking things on the screen, the more, the more shocking the death, the more explicit, then that's the only way we're going to get people to actually somehow be scared, which of course it doesn't actually scare people, it just grosses them out. And eventually it stops grossing them out, they become jaded, and I worry that this has a, if not profound, I would say subconscious at the very least, impact on the psyche, on your just day-to-day -day thought processes. I don't believe that it has no impact at all. I believe that if this, if you're looking at this on a routine basis, that you are simply more likely to be violent, that you are simply more likely to resort to, to, to violence, that you are more likely to do to consider something that no civilized person really would consider. And we're seeing this everywhere. I wouldn't say this as much if it was sort of uh, if it was random or if it wasn't, if it was infrequent, but it is everywhere. It is in everything. And it's not just horror movies. It's in basically every kind of movie now uh, that's not for kids. Uh, if they don't put something explicit in there, if they don't put a ton of in-your-face flashing violence uh, because our attention levels are in the absolute gutter, we can't even consider paying attention to something that isn't constantly flashing at us every two seconds. The camera has to be moving every two seconds because we all have ADHD apparently. And you can't, you know, they believe you just can't hold anybody's attention anymore. And they may have a point because people are so, even though they sit and stare at their screens, you notice they also can't sit still. They cannot, for the life of them, not sit still without having some form of entertainment in front of their eyes. If they're sitting there, they have to have a screen up. They have to be looking at something that's moving. They have. They can't just, like, if you plop them down in the woods and stick them under a tree and don't give them anything, they'll have, like, a meltdown. They can't do it. And, you know, I, I saw, uh, last night I saw House on Haunted Hill, one of the original quote-unquote horror films, is... Um, Made in 1959, so of course there really wasn't any gore. They didn't believe in that then, and they knew that it was not a good idea, and they didn't allow it in their movies, and it was probably the right thing to do. In fact, I know it's the right thing to do. Um, and we're talking about, again, another, it's essentially bloodless. There's really no violence. But there is some scary imagery, and it's creepy. It's a mystery, and it's creepy. And and it's the, the way, pro it's not perfect. I think a lot of people sort of gush over it, especially scary movie aficionados. I think there are some problems with it. But it's, it's hardly perfect. But it's effective, it's well done, and it's got a brain. And it's designed to scare you, and it sort of does. That's what that's supposed to be. And, yeah, okay, by today's standards, you know, the, the obviously the things that they could do then, really, they can't, you know, they couldn't do what we do now. It's impossible. They, they didn't have the technology. So they were limited. But that limitation, I think, is what kept the brain in the movie. Now, not just horror, but pretty much all films have to just be slam-bang action violence, and that's all it is. Either that or it's sophomore adolescent stupidity that makes your hair hurt that's so dumb. And between those two, it's like the only two options we have now, um, a complete reversal of the way it used to be in terms of writing and, and all of that and and how they viewed the audience and the, 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 the respect they gave the audience in terms of, uh, okay, we, we believe that the people we're showing this to do have a brain and are not just animals who have to be manipulated by emotion and, and titillated at every turn, which is, I guess, what we've all turned into now. They assume that, and to some extent, I think they have a point. And 
in general, when you look around and you see people uh, just interacting with others, you, you get the sensation that there's something dark there. There's a darkness there that wasn't there before. And you can attribute that, obviously, to the, to the civil unrest and the political insanity that's happening right now. You can. But I've been seeing that before all of this happened. And um, the school shootings and other things that you see in the news that you just, you simply did not see for, uh, certainly not in any kind of frequency. It happened once in a great while, you know, in the first part of the 20th century, but it was so shocking to even see something like that or hear something like that. You know, like Lizzie Borden, for example, the axe murders, that was so horrifyingly shocking that, you know, it became a legend largely because that just didn't happen. And now you hear about equally disgusting things almost on a daily basis. You could find it around the nation if you went and looked. I think drugs have played a certain obvious role in this. Um, people, when they're completely strung out and whacked out, they do absolutely, you know, obscene things they probably wouldn't have done normally. Um, but when you factor in the onslaught of this form of entertainment that is not only uh, the imagery being so horrible and off-putting, but you factor in that they've also become obsessed with everything that's dark and gritty and twisted. You, I can't, I can't even pick up a new book that doesn't have any, that doesn't have something to do with, you know, something like abuse or drugs or domestic violence or fl crazy uh, flat-out violence. I can't find one. They don't seem to write them anymore. They don't seem to make, certainly forget the movies. That's all they have. Uh, either that again, or it's just so stupid it hurts. Um, you know, you look, and you look at television, I use The Walking Dead as an example, but there are many others out there that, again, are either so stupid, you can't believe people will watch this, or so violent and so bereft of any kind of decency or any, any cheerfulness or optimism or brightness it's like we don't care anymore. We don't want any of that. If you keep shoving that sort of entertainment at everybody and you keep claiming that, it's, oh, it's reflective of reality, I say that becomes the reality. When everything is dark and gritty and disgusting, that is not reflective of reality. That just starts to become our reality because we ingest it and it becomes sort of part of us. You go again, you go back in time, say around the uh, 50s when the mus musicals were a big deal, they were light and frothy and they weren't. Trust, you know, they didn't have a heck of a lot of story. It was more about the performances, obviously. Um, some had good stories, though, but in general, it was all about performances. And they were always designed to be uplifting. They were always designed to... So when you leave the theater, you have a smile on your face and you feel relaxed. And we don't have anything like that anymore. And they're not the only ones. They had other movies that weren't musicals that did the exact same thing. They were designed to make people feel better, to, to tell a good, hopeful, inspiring, cheerful story. And that was not all they had. They had, of course, noir was big. There was some very dark, mysterious stuff, especially in the 40s, that could get very dark. And, and it's, for the time, violent, uh, but not splashed all over the screen. You know, they knew, the, they, they knew you knew what was happening. You didn't have to see the blood and the gore. You knew what was happening. It was terrible, and that, that's fine. That's all you need for this story. So they, they had a, a blend, they had a balance, but it, it's no surprise that some of the most popular ones were those cheerful, light, frothy, bright, optimistic movies. 
And I watch them almost as a tonic now. I watch them as, as they're, they're, they're a release. They, they, a, you get to look at the way humanity used to be. Thin, pretty, and energetic. Now we see fat, tattooed pigs everywhere. I'm sorry, but that's what's going on. Uh, and of course, the fact that 60, 70% of this country is in absolutely disgusting condition. Six, they say 60% is overweight. It's more like 70% now. And obesity is well over 40%, creeping up to 50 It's broken. And that was not the case then. Um, they took pride, had self-respect and confidence in how they spoke and walked and how they delivered their lines, not just in movies, but just in speaking in general and how they lived their lives. Their energetic people moved around and, and had confidence and belief in their country and had, had belief in, in God that, that religion was, it was mostly Christian nation that they, that everybody embraced. There was that unity that was there. And now in the, without any unity now, we have this em embrace of the dark and the gritty and the technology to really ram it right down your throat in the most vile, reprehensible way you can imagine. And to believe that this has no impact at all in terms of how we view the world, in terms of our actions and thoughts, I, don't, I believe that's incredibly naive. Up to this point, I think they've really only been sort of testing especially when they're decades ago when they were talking about um, ratings and things from video games and music, uh, they were obviously only talking about children and, and young teens. I think they need to start doing studies uh, for how this affects adults, long-term studies, because I believe you are going to find that it, it makes a significant difference in the behavior, and not just the behavior, but in the mental mindset of a person, uh, how happy they are, how content they are, um, you know, the, I've met people who are like really into horror and some other kind of twisted stuff. And these people are, I'm sorry, they're miserable people. They're not happy people. Um, I'm not saying they're going to pick up a gun and go shoot somebody, but I'm saying they're not happy people. Um, I, and I also think they, they also tend not to believe in much of anything. They tend to be, uh, atheists and even nihilists in some way. They tend to gravitate towards darkness they don't like it's it, and they really don't like stories that are cheerful or optimistic they say it's all just childish and naive and that's not the way reality is and again my counter to that is no you're creating that reality based on this crap that you're constantly ingesting and we all are and it is making it darker but if we had better options if we had and if not just entertainment but the news as well if it all wasn't so dark I don't believe that the, we would be registering record lows in uh, contentment scales and happiness scales and record highs in mental instability, depression, anxiety. I, I don't believe that that, I, we weren't seeing that. That's the other thing. Based on the numbers, we were not seeing that 60, 70 years ago. We absolutely were not. Post-World War II, that was not what we were seeing. And I'm not saying it was all because of the entertainment. Obviously, it's a very different time. Uh, country firing on all cylinders for a variety of reasons, economics and education. We were just flying. Um, but I, I do believe entertainment plays a role, especially today when it is even more accessible, directly accessible, immediately accessible to just about everybody. And when that's it, it's it's not just oh it's on the TV when I turn it on oh it's you know it's it's not or on the radio or something now it's everywhere you go 
Now it's on every screen, and you've got a screen with you 24-7, just about everybody does. And you all get alerts. You all get notifications in your phone. Some people turn them off, but most people don't. You can't watch television without seeing a commercial. I know a lot of people have shifted away from television and doing more streaming and on-demand stuff, which is a good thing, so you can avoid a lot of this. But when it comes to advertising, when it comes to uh, uh, pushing this stuff out there, they're, they're relentless, and they have no qualms, and they have no moral center, and they have there's no redeeming value to any of this, and they just don't care. And in, in addition to being disgustingly low quality, embarrassingly stupid. In addition to that, I think it has a negative impact with its imagery. Imagery is powerful. And the more technologically superior we get, the more powerful that imagery becomes. Hence, you know, the more of an impact it has. The more realistic our interactive entertainments, for example, games, becomes, the more I worry. And I, I, I am a gamer. I've played games my whole life. And I grew up with them. I remember the I remember battling with my parents about Mortal Kombat, about how it can't, you know, that's all. It's not going to make me go out and beat people up, and the blood isn't going to shock me or make me uh, jaded and make me uh, not care about other people and, you know, erase my compassion and all that. I was a kid. Well, I was teenager, mid-teens, I think. And they're all going to say that. They're not grown up. They don't know. They don't know anything. And, um, you know, you look at the, but you look at the involvement of, of that industry, you look at the involvement in, in movies as well and on television and anything with a screen that's video that has imagery in front of you that you, even if you're not interacting with it, you are watching it and adjusting it and paying attention to it and, and processing it in your brain. And the more I have delved into classic film uh, and the past in general in terms of history, the more shocked I am by the decline and degradation of society and what we are now calling entertainment. And I often wonder about how what would happen if we showed this to the people who existed even in entertainment from you know the silver and golden ages of Hollywood, for example, or people who are in theater at all and said, you know, look, this is what we have now. I mean. I don't think any one of them could have ever thought that it would get this bad. And I don't think any one of them, no matter how much they supported freedom and were against censorship, I don't think any one of them would have said that this is a good idea, that this is not going to have a, a bad impact on society. I don't believe that. Anyway, I thought I'd throw this out there, see what people thought. Um, Again, I'm obviously a, an outlier and an anomaly in, in this crazy world, so I don't expect a whole lot of people to agree with me. Um, uh, nothing, nothing surprising there. Um, but I do want to—I did want to offer this because I don't think a lot of people think about it very often. Um, again, we're so used to it, you know. It's just not something you even—you know—movies are movies. Yeah, well, <sighs> TV's TV, and books, and yeah, well, things have changed radically. And I don't believe for the better, not, certainly not for the better. Just the question is how much damage is it doing? So that's it for, for this week. Again, tune in next week when I uh, talk to guys from Civil Talk. And hopefully we'll get that posted not long after I'm done with it. So uh, that's on a Wednesday. And uh, I will go back to doing my normal spiel the following week. I will hopefully come up, maybe I'll come up with something cheerful too. Who knows? Um, 
And that would be a, a great thing for everybody, but it's hard to do in this world, isn't it? Um, so anyway, that's it for me. I appreciate you listening as always, and I'll see you again next week. Thank you.